This is the 200 Churches Podcast, episode 62. I really try to push the pastor into his prayer closet because it's there that we find peace. It's there that we find courage. It's there that we find faith. It's there we find wisdom to deal with the challenges that we face. It's there that we find healing for a heart that's been infected by fear. Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast, where we're focused on pastors of small churches. 200 Churches. Every Wednesday, we release an episode that will lift your spirits, lighten your load, and let you laugh. Today, the guys are joined by Dave Jacobs from smallchurchpastor.com. Dave's specialty is coaching pastors of, you guessed it, small churches. And now here are two guys who lead and pastor in a 200 church, the Joshua and Caleb of Ministry Podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Cady, and I am here with my friend, my co-host, my, the most intellectually stimulating, socially enlightened millennial wow. of his generation. Wow. Johnny Craig. Johnny Craig. I feel weird putting my name after that introduction. Well, hey, you know, you were you were trolling for it last week. I know I was. You were too. fishing. You were fishing for some kind of a I was pressing you, man. Yeah. I exactly. need to feel the love and the affirmation. You know how I am. Johnny, this is a different kind of a podcast for us tonight, is it not? It's a different kind of podcast for a lot of reasons. If if you're listening right now, uh, I apologize for my voice. It's probably bringing tears to your eyes. I'm a little strained in the larynx. Well, if your voice brings tears to somebody's eyes, can you imagine me, what your face does? <laughs> this is why we don't have a video podcast. Oh, That's the goodness. reason right there. Yeah, we have great faces for audio. But we are we are sitting here in... We all know by now it's the opulent and luxurious uh, gilded palace that is the 200 Churches studio. But we are sitting here, and it is the big clock on the wall says 11.15 p.m. Sunday night. Sunday night. We've done the day of ministry, and uh, we've got a 6 a.m. elder meeting tomorrow yes, morning. Yes, we do. It is, in, it is in seven, well, six hours and 45 minutes. So we're telling you this so that you know, listen. So you feel bad for us. You're, no, no. <laughs> so you feel bad so that you know that we're right, we're right here with you. Yeah. Uh, we're, we go through it just like you go through it, and we know that you go through it. Yeah, this, we do this podcast at any hour of the day that works, and this is the hour of the day that worked, and so here we are. It's been kind of a crazy weekend. We, uh, we Our students came back from spring break. Mm-hmm. They were large and in charge this weekend. And, Johnny, you got to go to a retreat. Yes, I was invited to speak at a men's retreat for the college uh, that is in town. It was a really awesome time. We had about 40 college guys, and uh, we talked about significance. And what does it mean, right, to be... Uh, to to have eternal significance and to have your life make an impact on the people around you. So it was a lot of fun. I loved it. I love college students. Uh, it did make me lose my voice a little bit <laughs> playing uh, all the games and yelling and screaming and everything else, but it was a great time. And you left a significant part of your voice at the United Methodist camp where the retreat was. <laughs> yes, Lake Okaboji yeah. now holds my, my voice. So last night I, I drive out to pick Johnny up, and he's trying to tell me how to get to the camp, but I have a phone that doesn't have coverage in that area, <laughs> so I have no map ability you know, to do anything with yes. my phone. Yeah. And then he and I got east and west mixed up, so I drove a couple miles in the wrong direction. It was an adventure. It, it was. Of course, I was so calm the whole time, right? You're I mean, always I never, calm, Jeff. I never, you know. No. That way, at one point, though, I was getting pretty ticked. <laughs> you like, you, you couldn't. There was, there was, I was on 214th, and Jeff was like, 
here's 215th and then a little bit of silence on the phone and he's like and here's 213th but where's 214th (laughs) (laughs) eventually eventually i came out onto the road and we found each other we figured it out yeah but that's look at that that's good ministry partnership that you would come all the way make that drive it was about an hour and a half drive yeah to come Uh, not quite that far okay Uh, hour and 15 Oh, well, there's a big difference, yeah, but yeah. That you would come that far. Uh, that's awesome. And I'm glad we have a staff relationship like that. Today, we have Dave Jacobs joining yes. us. And he's talking to us about one of the things that pastors deal with. Uh, one of the things they struggle with, and that's facing fear, fear in the ministry. Johnny, what are we titling? We're, we're trying to put titles yes. to our podcast episodes. Yes. I mean, not that we're, we're going to ever like follow the title or anything, but <laughs> what is the title for this The title podcast? of this podcast is, What Are You Afraid Of? Facing Your Ministry Fears. The inflection, I think, made it. And, you know, one of the things that as we've listened through this uh, a second time, I'm not sure that we talk about during the our conversation with Dave is, is actually facing ministry fears, is actually being in touch with the things that we're afraid of. In other words, we make decisions and we take actions based upon fear, and I think yeah. I'm pretty sure Dave talks about anger as well sometimes in this episode, but we don't even realize it. We're, we're making decisions, we're doing things or we're not doing things. They're based on fear. But the bad thing is, if we don't understand that, if we're not in touch with what our fears are, yeah, and what these fear, you know, what kind of fears drive us to do or not do certain things. And think about this, right? We know from Scripture that perfect love casts out fear, right? And that's the love of God. So how can we make spirit-led decisions if we're making decisions out of fear? Right? That's you know, we're not. Uh, we're not being led by the Spirit because the Spirit drives out that fear. And I, I don't want to make anybody feel guilty. Look, we're all in this boat. We all go through these seasons. This is something that happens. But it's a serious thing that we should recognize in ourselves so that we can constantly be moving back toward the Spirit. And, and Dave talks about that in this podcast. He's got a lot of really good tips for, for how to do that and how to think about your spiritual walk. Let's get right to it. Here's our conversation with Dave Jacobs, the pastor's coach. We are so glad to have Dave Jacobs back on the podcast with us. Dave, this is your third month in a row. We are so excited that you have decided to do this segment with us. We are calling it The Pastor's Couch, Wisdom from Dave Jacobs. <laughs> I'm really sorry to hear that, John. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Dave. You come highly recommended. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so, oh Dave, God. Every month, we are knocking off a topic that you have told us from a list that you made where you said, these are the things that when I deal with pastors, and you do coach pastors of any size church, but your specialty is pastors of small churches, and uh, you do that kind of your home basis, smallchurchpastor.com, and you gave us a list of things that pastors struggle with, and one of them you said was fighting fear. And yeah. I was thinking, as a kid, I used to watch the pastors that I had. I never would have had an inkling that they were afraid of anything. Right, sure. Well, you know, you typically see them on Sunday morning. They're very confident up there speaking the word, you know, and Amen. and praying with people and stuff. Behind the scenes, under the surface, a lot of times there's a lot of fear there that uh, very few people know about. Sometimes the pastor himself doesn't know that the fear is there. I'm jumping way ahead here. But he doesn't even realize that so much of what he does 
is motivated by that fear? Yeah, I. it's really interesting. I've begun to realize kind of two huge motivations. Maybe we'll talk about the other one at some other time. But I'm amazed at how many times uh, pastors make decisions or take action based on fear and anger. In other words, they, they, they choose a course of action, and the root of that is they're afraid of something, or they, they, they go in some direction, and it's really motivated by anger that they have, you know, directed towards the church, their people, a board member. It's, it's hard to say, but those two things. But, yeah, you know, fear's a, fear's a big thing. And what are they—I mean, the pastors that you've worked with, like, what are the, like, the top two or three things that they're actually afraid of, or, or do they even know? Well— once again, it's kind of like a subconscious thing. You, you talk to them for a while and it begins to come to the service. A lot of times we're afraid just of losing people. We're afraid of making people mad at us. We can be afraid that if enough people are mad at us, we might lose our job. If I lose my job, how am I going to uh, uh, take care of my family? We have a big fear of our church just failing, uh, uh, maybe some uh, uh, you know, big conflict coming. A lot of pastors are just afraid of making a mistake uh, for fear that uh, you know, that's going to affect their ability to lead people. What's weird is we started this, and I, and I was sitting here thinking, I don't have any fear as a pastor. And then you started listing the fears and I was like, oh, except for that and that and that and then that one maybe. So, uh, yeah, I, I scored four out of five yeah. of the list you just gave. And I won't tell you which one, you know, I'm not afraid of. It's like well, the- you know, in my 30 years of pastoring in five different churches, at one time or another, I've had all those fears and there have been a few times where they've been all there at once and that's no fun. No, it isn't. So, uh, how do you how do you work with guys who you know fighting fear? How do they fight it? Maybe they're afraid of uh, the things that you mentioned, or they're afraid of like confrontation, or because yeah. of fear they're not making decisions. Uh, what are the some of the steps that you take to help them through that? First of all, you know some fears are well founded. Uh, it's it's okay to be you know worried that you're not going to be able to pay your bills. Uh, it's it's okay. I mean, nobody wants their church to uh, blow up or something like that. It's not like we're always dealing with, uh, you know, unfounded fears. But the the first step, once again, is is helping the pastor realize that I do have a lot of fear in my life, and that fear affects how I lead. That fear affects the decisions uh, that I make. It's, it's kind of like once that light goes on and they realize what's, what is happening inside of them and how it manifests outside of them through their actions and behavior, then they're in a position to kind of do some work you know, on it. This reminds me of a podcast that we did. I think it was the first podcast we did this year where we talked about not being afraid of failure, learning how to fail forward and learning how to learn from our failures. Is that something that you coach pastors toward? That's a big thing. It's it's right there, you know, in the list. Because once again, it, it's not that I'm. It's not just that I'm afraid of making a mistake. I'm afraid of what that mistake might lead to. What if it uh, it does something, you know, uh, bad to the church? Or what if people then doubt my ability to lead? And then what if that leads to this? And then what if that leads to that? And, you know, we, it, we just go from worst case scenario to worst case scenario. And, and pretty soon we're, we're you know, we're in this land of what if, and we don't even know how we, we get there. And it affects, you know, so many areas of our lives. So if you're talking to the pastor of a small church, 
What do you tell him? I mean, how do you tie leadership and his need to be able to lead to this issue of fear? Because it seems as though fear would just almost debilitate you in regards to leadership. It really can. And, um, you know, fear left unchecked can lead to more uh, serious health problems like clinical depression, which then uh, which a lot of pastors, I work with a lot of pastors that are depressed. And it's no wonder when you think about, you know, what our job is like. I'm not surprised when I run into pastors who are clinically depressed. I'm surprised that I don't run into more of them. Hmm. You know, I begin to help them see that, once again, I'm being motivated by fear. And then I I really believe that one of the first steps in being delivered from fear, uh, or should I say um, being delivered from fear, is directly related to um, our own consistency and meaningfulness uh, of the times we spend alone with God in in prayer and in fellowship, uh, you know, with Him. I help pastors kind of uh, bring their fear to the Lord. I always use Philippians 4, 6, and 7, which, you know, we all know. I feel a little silly quoting Scripture to pastors, but it, it says, you know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving— Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I remember reading one commentary that said that word guard there is a picture of a soldier marching back and forth in front of something he's supposed to be protecting. I don't exactly know how it works, but... When I'm spending enough time with God, I'm not talking about just coming to God one time and saying, Lord, my heart is filled with fear. Deliver me from it. Uh, You might get some results from that. But, you know, it's going to take time for the God of peace to rub off on you and for his peace to really implant deeply in your heart. I, I really try to push the pastor into his prayer closet because it's there that we find peace. It's there that we find courage. It's there that we find faith. It's there we find wisdom to deal with the challenges that we face. It's there that we find healing for a heart that's been infected by fear. So this this is, I mean, relating to the topic that we talked about uh, your first month with us in January. We talked about the soul care of the pastor. And yeah. it sounds to me like maybe uh, this is something that pastors are better at telling others to do than they are at doing themselves. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And and then in addition to that, one of the problems is if a pastor does realize he has uh, he's motivated by fear, has a lot of fear, uh, who's the pastor going to talk to? Uh, if he talks to his board and says, I have a problem with fear, that might backfire on him. His uh, wife or spouse, if we're dealing with a female pastor, uh, might already be aware of those, you know, kind of dy- dynamics. So it's it's a problem not only in recognizing it, but then what do I do with it? Who can I talk to? Uh, about it because I'm afraid that if I talk to certain people about my fear, it's going to backfire on me. And, and unfortunately, a lot of times it does. And some pastors have horrifying, burly senior pastors who who terrify them and they can't go to them and, and admit anything. Jeff, do you know any situations like that? You know, I really don't because I only work with one pastor and I know he's good. <laughs> you guys are the exception to the rule. Everybody knows that. And, and if he wasn't good, you'd, you'd have to let him go? Oh, absolutely. In a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. You said, Dave, you said that um, in terms of prayer and getting rid of our fear, that sometimes it takes a while for the peace of God to rub off on you. And I, I'm wondering how many 
pastors out there are spent, you know, they spend a couple days with a quiet time and then uh, something kind of blows up in their life and they're in their church or whatever. And they think, well, well, this didn't really work that well. And, and I think that you hit on something good there in that sometimes it takes a long time of consistent action to really achieve something significant. And I think peace in your heart in the absence of fear is a pretty significant thing for a pastor to strive for. Well, the, the deeper the fear is the issue, uh, the deeper the issue of lack of peace, usually the more time it, it, it takes to be healed up from it. One of the ways that our quiet times, our prayer co- uh, closets, result in emotional and spiritual health uh, is through consistency. You're exactly right. You know, if if we just bring some of our fears one time and you know, I, I hate to say it, but the, the norm that I run into with pastors is they do not have a consistent and meaningful uh, prayer life and a devotional life with God. This is the this is the norm. This is what I run into more times than not. And so because of that, they'll a light will go on. They'll say, oh, I've got this problem with fear. Well, I, I better pray about it, you know, when they, they really don't have any cons- anything consistently going on in the first place. And so they bring it to the Lord, and, you know, it feels good to sit there and pray about it, but um, it doesn't seem to go away. Uh, just some things are more stubborn, it seems. And so it just is going to take uh, a bit longer. And I hope that's encouraging to men and women who are listening to this, that it may take some time, but that faithfulness to it, is just like anything. It's just like exercise or diet. It just you'd need consistency over a long period of time. So uh, you're telling us that you know the pastor's quiet time is something that he's just not real consistent at. And I'm wondering, are there other are there other areas? What other things have you found, uh, ironically, pastors to be very inconsistent at? Well, you know, th- this is the this is the big one. Uh, the, the, uh, in addition to that, it, it's funny how uh, pastors sometimes can identify the things that are really important in their life and in their ministry, but they're not consistent with those things. And so, you know, follow up and uh, you know, calendaring and scheduling the most important things in one's personal life and in one's professional life as a pastor, there's a there's a lot of inconsistency there. And that's an important word, isn't it? That word consistency. It it really affects a lot of different areas of our life and ministry. So is that a major piece of the coaching that you do, is coaching toward consistency? Uh, yeah, I would say that, you know, first um, I, I work with pastors to gain a focus. Okay, now what should you be focusing on? What should your week look like? How are you going to get the most bang for your buck? How can you be a better pastor in less time? And so we, we try to identify those things, and then we develop systems and plans to stay on top of those things, to make sure that those things happen week after week after week. Over time, that's what pays off in the ministry, consistency. So Dave, when you're talking about fear, Again, I think I heard you say, spend time with the Lord in, in quiet time, spend consistent time. For, for just a minute, let's talk about the pastor spouse. And we're gonna, this is kind of my last question to you. Um, that we, now we have women pastors that listen as well as guys who are pastors, you know, most of them. How can the spouse help in this area of fear for the pastor? I mean, how, 
How have you found that the, the marriage relationship impacts this issue for a pastor? The spouse has to also really be in prayer that God would give them a great deal of patience and empathy uh, towards uh, their partner if they're able to realize that a lot of their decisions are made uh, out of fear. You know, we look at the pastor who's gripped in fear, and boy, how hard must that be? And we forget it's hard being married to a person like that. That person needs prayer support. The person needs to be praying also that God's grace would be poured out upon them so they could be a a helpful uh, spouse. Uh, The spouse has to be, you know, if we're talking about wives, uh, you know, available to help the pastor kind of process some of the fears that they're uh, they're going to going through. But uh, just, you know, praying for the for the pastor that the Lord would set him free. Uh, from these, you know, fears. It's a complicated thing. You know, every once in a while, a person's fears are so deep that they really do need to get, you know, some help. And I'm not talking about the help of a coach, but the help of a good counselor who can uh, really help them unravel that ball, you know, of of fear and come up with some good tools to help them, uh, you know, kind of respond to the fears and pressures they have in a healthy way. You know, Dave, the older I get, the more I realize that all the baggage of my life impacts almost everything I do. Yeah. Well, I would, you know, just encourage, um, you know, our listeners. I, I don't know, uh, some of you listening today, maybe you can relate to what we're, what you're hearing and some of you maybe not. But to just bring the issue of fear before the Lord and just ask him in a quiet time, is there any, is there any root of fear in my life? Is there any way, Father... That fear is affecting how I lead or affecting the decisions that I'm making, and I'm not even aware of it. Bring that before God and just rest quietly and, and see what comes up for you. I bet you that there's, there's a lot of you out there that don't really think that this is an issue for you, but you'd be surprised if you get alone someplace quiet what the Holy Spirit will show you. And that, of course, is going to be the first step towards being delivered from fear and uh, becoming, uh, you know, the leader that you want to be, that God wants you to be, and that uh, your people need you to be. So if you struggle with fear, I hope that you've heard some things from Dave that will help you to overcome that. And also, if you struggle with fear, I hope that you've heard today that you're normal. You know, congratulations. Most pastors do struggle with fear at one time or another. So, Dave, thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you next month. Fantastic. I love what you guys are doing. Keep up the good work, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Thanks, Dave. Okay, bye. That was our time with Dave Jacobs, and as usual, it was phenomenal. I'm a huge Dave Jacobs fan. Unashamed, Dave Jacobs groupie. I think I'm going to go out to Oregon and, uh, and move in next door to him so that I can feel the warm fuzzies just all the time. Johnny starting a warm blanket club.com. <laughs> I really am. I love Dave Jacobs. Yeah, but, don't, but don't anybody go there because I'm not really sure what's yeah, there. Yeah, no, don't, don't blame yeah. us if that gives you malware or something so, so, like that. So, what do you think of the conversation, Johnny? What, what are your thoughts post conversation? Well, here? you know, right at the end there, he spends a lot of time talking about prayer. And he, he talks a lot about going in your prayer closet, right? Taking that mm-hmm. time. Uh, consistency in right. prayer, and I and I thought, man, prayer is not it, it's not just like asking God for things. It's not always just asking God for strength, but it's it's time with God. It's saying like time with God is important, and and we don't even have to talk sometimes to be spending time with God to be in prayer. Mm-hmm. And and I think of that. That's like time with your father. And so sometimes we think. I feel fear and I need to get past that fear so that I can be with God. 
uh, we talked to John Lynch on, on the podcast last week, episode 61, and uh, we talked about how sometimes we look at that mountain that we have, and maybe that mountain is fear. And we say, I need to get over this mountain so that I can get to I can get to God. But if you look right next to you, there's God. And God is standing there and saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm your loving father, your all mighty loving father, and I'm gonna work on that fear with you. You don't have to work on that alone to get to me. I'm here with you yep. and we are gonna work on that together. And I just think that's spending time with your father. And you know, when I was a kid, uh, I had a lot of fears. I was a real chicken, actually. I, I, one of my biggest fears was afraid of the dark, and I'm dead serious. Okay, mm. uh, this is not hyperbole. You know, I think I think if we're honest, most of us are afraid of the pitch dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I needed nightlights and everything else. But I know that when my dad was around, we we went camping, right? Me and my brothers and my dad, and, and it, it got dark, and we were just in we were in a little camper. It didn't have any lights, and mm-hmm. it was dark. And I didn't feel any fear because I knew that my dad was with me. When I'm spending time with my dad, I don't have to be afraid. My son will wake up crying. And the the first thing he wants when he wakes up crying is to be around me or, or Kayla, right? He wants to be around the love of his parents. He loves to crawl into bed because mm-hmm. that's where he feels the safest is laying next to me. And that's what God, he is our father like that. And so spending time with your father, that will cast away that fear. You can work on it with him. Spending that time with him and saying, look, I don't have to be afraid because you're with me. Psalm 23, you know, Psalm 23, we have that vision of God. And that's really who he is and what he represents in our life. Again, lest we think that prayer is the, you know, the Band-Aid answer to all of our problems. Right. The truth is, Dave was saying, we need to, we need to be in communion with our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And as you just said, Johnny, when, when Dad was there, and yeah. I experienced the same thing, I'm not afraid of anything. No, like when I'm alone, or even if it was just mom in certain situations, I was a little bit uneasy, a little bit tenuous, you know. But when dad was there, there's, there's no problem. Dad's there, got your back. You're, yeah, you're completely fear free mm. when dad was in the car, or when dad was with you, or when dad was home. Because if anything went wrong, he would take care of it. Yeah. And and Dave is getting to the to the point where if if we deal with fear, the antidote for fear is knowing that God is in control, that God is there, and that God is walking with us. And again, to bring in to bring in John Lynch, yeah, he's on our side. He's not on the other side of our problems, waiting for us to solve them before we're going to be with him. And go ahead, Johnny. I was just going to ask what your takeaway was. Well, my takeaway was who who are the people that you have around you? Mm, yeah, in other yeah. words, if you have fearful people around you, <laughs> they're not going to engender any kind of confidence uh, in you, in the situations that you're in. They're going to engender fear in your heart. If you have confident people around you, uh, you're going to tend to feel more confident because we we literally become like the people around us. Oh, absolutely. So who are we surrounding ourselves with? And as far as being leaders, yeah, leaders need to have confidence. They need to have courage. Mm-hmm. And again, that courage and confidence comes from the Lord. So fear, fear really has fear the Lord yeah, reverence sure, and yeah, awe. Yeah, yeah. But fear really has no part in ministry. No. Because what fear ultimately does is fear pushes out trust. When we're trusting God and we're believing God, then we really have nothing to fear. Yeah, fear fear is definitely a tool of the enemy against you and your and your ministry. It's a fiery dart. So 
These, this was a great conversation and a great topic to talk about. Now, Johnny, I'm going to get the warm milk and I'm going to tuck you in. Oh, yes. And you <laughs> you sound like this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Between it being 1130 it's and 1130. So here's what we want to say. Three things. Only three. Only three things. Three short little things. Go ahead to 200churches.com. If you listen to the podcast... You you probably you probably don't read the blog posts on our website or look at the material on our website. But if you want to go to two hundred churches dot com, you can put in your email and subscribe to get notified of new posts. That's one thing. Another thing is if you're a Twitter person at two hundred churches, hit us up. You can follow us on two hundred churches. We don't do a whole lot of twittering because no. honestly, like you, we're pretty busy we're, right now, yeah. and we're not we're not spending a whole lot of time there. But we do put stuff out. And if you tweet us, we'll hit you back. And you will get notified of new. Just being on Twitter, you'll get notified of all the new uh, podcast episodes. Yeah. And the last thing is to go on iTunes and leave a rating or a review. And that really helps our visibility. So that, in fact, we got a letter the other day, and Susan. Thank you so much again yeah. for the letter that you sent us. It was so encouraging, but she just said she got on she got online and she was looking for something encouraging, but she was not very hopeful that she would find it. <laughs> right. And somehow searching for encouragement, she came upon 200 churches yeah. and the podcast and her and her husband listened that day and and they shared with us that it it turned their day around. That meant the world to us because yeah. that's our goal is to encourage you as a pastor of a small church, as a small church leader. So thank you so much, Susan, for sharing that with us. Uh, so that's it, the uh, 200churches.com and at 200churches and iTunes, the 200churches podcast rating or review. We will be eternally grateful. And if you don't get to any of it, so what? That's cool. Yeah, you listen every week. We're we just still get friends. together. We get together every week because we want to encourage you. So thank you so much today for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and challenged by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday to provide you with more ministry encouragement as you pastor your 200 church. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love your people.